0: Pen Ketchum and David Moulton. Oh, welcome to the show! I'm David
3: Moulton, and I'm Pen Ketchum. Oh, What's up, <laughs> David? I'm <man. laughs> Welcome to therapy I, I, with Pen and a rough David. I it, it was brutal. Yeah, you, Lots David, of stuff going on. you wouldn't even
2: believe the day
3: that I had. I couldn't. No, you Possibly. couldn't imagine. No, it's, couldn't even imagine.
2: It was probably one of the worst and the
3: best. <laughs> it was combined. <laughs> well, Actually it was just fine.
1: <gasps>
3: we're laughing because David had a rough twenty four hours, which we're not gonna get into right. but just it was pretty funny because David was venting and then <laughs> like ten, twenty hours later, David was like, Are you ready? And I was like
2: <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <Poor pen's>
3: like <laughs> I, I was like, I think this week the question is are you ready? Depends. Like <laughs> I live with three women, and it's not this bad, right? No, this is this is uh, this is good stuff. I will say, uh, David, how are you adjusting to the sudden appearance of the depths of winter?
2: Yeah, dude, it was like seventy on Saturday, and today it was like forty. Yeah, no, it's, it was it, it was low
3: thirties. It was twenty eight this morning when I woke up. Did you see the flurries? See the flurries? I drove through the sleet. Oh my gosh, there was sleet. There was sleet. Mm. It was crazy. It's crazy. And even in the office, it was pretty cold. Yeah, that's because you won't turn the heat on. Yeah, well, I want to save a couple bucks. Right. You know, in honor of the old man. But you know what else? Um, luckily, the cold really didn't bother me anymore. <laughs> no, no, it just doesn't bother me. You know why? Why? Oh, I got this cool new hat. You got a hat? Yeah, I got a cool new hats. Oh. Keeping me warm. Oh no yeah, way! It was a gift. It came in the mail.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Let's see this.
1: How do you like me now?
2: Whoa, not only can I see you, but I feel like I should listen to the Pensum podcast.
3: I'll have to take while while you're describing it, I'll take a picture for our listeners. So, post it on Facebook. Imagine the brightest,
2: (laughs) imagine, imagine the brightest traffic cone orange. And then turn it up a little
0: bit. Right.
2: <laughs> so that's what we're dealing with color wise. Right. Right? Uh, this is on top of his head. This is a like a, it's like
3: a wool, not a wool, uh, like a hat, a winter hat that you pull down. It's not it's, a baseball hat it's a or ca- it's
2: a beanie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah. bright orange beanie. Right. And then it says uh what is that? Uh, it's embroidered. Embroidered. Yeah. It says, listen to the pen cinema podcast. Not only is it pop out really good against that orange. Right. But it looks like everything's spelled right. It is a fine piece of equipment. It definitely a fine piece
3: of now, equipment. Now you know what's missing from this hat though? What? First of all, shout out to the shady lady. Shady lady sent you this. This is a gift from oh. one of our devoted listeners. Okay. Yeah, shady lady yeah. sent me this. Oh, that, well, that, that was your, your birthday. gift. Along, that, right. This is a birthday gift along with a couple other gifts, oh, no. which I'm gonna unveil Phew. unveil in time. Unveil. I'm gonna unveil them. Oof. What was it? That's was like it? going
2: vegan. So yeah, it, you're <laughs> unveil. It's gonna <good> tofu. <laughs> your
3: tofu. <toe-filling. laughs> right. I'm gonna I'm gonna unveil it. Yeah. Um. It's a great hat, but you know, you're looking at it, and I know what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. You're wrong. Mm. But I know what you're thinking. Mm. You're thinking to yourself, that's great. It says, listen to the Penn Cinema podcast. But how in the world am I supposed to know like, how to be part of the show? Right. Like, what if I wanted to like, send in my thoughts on mm. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever or something? But right. But on the back- it says, oh. it says <laughs> new email
1: address, podcast.redcinema.com. I love that it says new email Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bravo. Bravo. Way to go. Well played. I, I am, you know what that deserves that everyone wants? It deserves this. <laughs> yes it does and it doesn't matter that it took me way too long right to queue that up right it, deserved it This was this was
3: absolutely outstanding, and so on the front it says "Listen to the Pensmith Podcast," and then on the back it's embroidered and it says "New Email Address Podcast." At, it doesn't even say like it's like a public service announcement.
2: <laughs> yeah. hey, I know you knew
3: their old one. Right, road closed on Tuesday. No, no, no. New email address.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I can imagine someone running behind you. Hold uh,
1: I gotta write this down.
2: <laughs> There's a new email. Yes. Hey buddy, hold still. <laughs> They're trying to bounce with you.
0: Right. Oh my gosh. Wow.
2: So
3: I'm warm and toasty thanks Oof. to my amazing birthday gift. Yeah. Yep.
2: No so. reason no reason to turn the heat on. No. <laughs> Who would need the Tell heat the with, this, with this suck hat? It up. Yeah. <laughs> Forget about it. Yeah. I'm warm. Right. <laughs> Why not you? You
1: didn't come prepared. <laughs>
3: oh my wow. God. What a great start. I'm blown away. Yeah blown away. So should we just wrap it up? Should we just go yeah. it? Yeah. And I'm pen Ketchum. Take, Take care, care and party on. on. <laughs> what number is this? We got to think ahead. 19, I don't, 197.
2: I don't want 200 to sneak up on us. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Hit me. 200 is a number, but 200 isn't years. right, 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 right. Right. Yeah. Right. So it would be 200 and... Eight. Eight, right. Minus, we've missed two? Yeah. So 206 is our four-year anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. I think 200. We should celebrate at 200? I think we should. Once ce- you reach a certain level, right. you start doing the 50s and the 200s. Right. That's how the podcast that got me into podcasting yeah. just hit 950 last week. Damn. Okay. So we got a few weeks. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, David, uh, now we're sitting here laughing and having hooting and hollering and having all kinds of fun. <laughs> Transition. <laughs> <laughs> More fun than a guy should be allowed to have right. on a Tuesday night. Right. But we do have a headline, we which do. is a little, uh, it's not great news. No. No. It's let, not even good news. Let me let me ask you. It's not even really neutral. It's just bad news. It's, bad. it's <laughs> negative news. Let's La- laugh about it? <laughs> That's how I want people to introduce yes. my funeral. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Listen, we got some news about Penn. <laughs> it's not great. news. It's not great news. <laughs> <laughs> In my head, it's actually bad news. I hope that the person who has to inform Amy has a good sense of humor about it. Because <laughs> Amy's not gonna. <laughs> Right <laughs> you can't count on her for <laughs> she's not gonna be amused, yeah, yeah, what well, if you deliver like a hilarious message and she's like distraught and doesn't appreciate the oh humor, my, oh my God. But, You'd be at the funeral telling all your friends, like, "Listen, I when I told Amy that Penn
2: died." I like how you think that I'm gonna I'm gonna try and be funny when I tell Amy about your death right. that she doesn't know about, and I'm also <laughs> still going to be allowed at the funeral
1: because
2: I don't see a world where that happens. I, I don't see a world where I necessarily even am not a, at my own funeral after that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean let's be realistic. David couldn't be here <laughs> yeah. on account of the whole pen catcher incident <laughs> yeah. from a few well, years ago. Uh, you know, <laughs> just double double funeral. Right. <laughs> Save some right. money. <laughs> Two caskets. Perfect.
3: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So <clears throat> not great news, not good news. It's actually <laughs> We we can't do it. We got to come back. Yeah. All right, all right. Listen, I want to talk to you about um, Margot Robbie. Okay, can we just start with a, like a happy? Oh wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: the first like four things are all
3: negative. It's all bad news. Yeah. There's bad news, and then there's bad we, news. You can, you can, there's more more bad news. But yeah. let's jump way down to Rain Johnson. Okay. Who, unfortunately, he still spells his name wrong.
2: <laughs> yeah. After all these years. Yeah. He, he's like, well, it looks like Orion, but it's we definitely should, Rain. Maybe we should be a
3: little more sensitive. Maybe he's like dyslexic or something. He probably is. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you get when you have a dyslexic atheist? Someone that doesn't believe in dog.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know... I ever tell you why I broke up with my last girlfriend? No. Well, she only had nine toes. Oh no. Yeah, I'm lactose intolerant. Oh. <laughs> 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 and welcome I'm <laughs> <dad joke. laughs> welcome to dad joke, Cower. Right. <laughs> All
3: right. So Rain Johnson says. Now, this is the guy who directed a couple Star One Star Wars. One Star Wars. One Star Wars. The which worst you hated. Star Wars, yeah. You hated it. And but I liked him. And we both liked him. We both liked his movie Knives Out. Right. 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 And he has directed, written, and directed, or just directed? He's directed the sequel, which is called. I think he wrote and directed the first one. Glass Onion: A Knives Out Mystery. Right. This is features Daniel Craig as the sleuth. Knives Out. Knives Out. Yeah. It's his name, right? I don't. I'm not positive. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's his name. (laughs) But anyway, the Glass Onion has not yet come out. And yet, prior to its release, by the way, uh, it will play at Penn Cinema in Lidditz.
2: (laughs) 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 I'm okay. I'm not dead.
3: I'd offer you a tissue, but I I don't think I have any. Okay. I just got too excited. Bathroom's around the corner. Okay. I need my pants. (laughs) Are we recording?
2: Uh, oh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, no we're, Yeah. Are we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We should edit that out. Really? No. I'm going to leave it in just because it was funny. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so Rain Johnson has the sequel, which opens in Penn Cinema in Lititz, Yeah. On the 23rd. Okay. Yes, that's correct. The 20th. I I Monday. To, Wednesday. 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 The day before Thanksgiving, along with Devotion and Bones and All. Oh. And Strange World, and The Fablemans. Hungry for for Thanksgiving. Listen, bones and all, right there. Listen, let me tell you something. Penn Cinema in Littitz, and, and the other ones are busy too.
1: Yeah.
3: But in Littitz, in a five day period, we are going to open for your entertainment. Not one, two, three, four, or five, but seven new titles.
2: Wow.
3: And if you count the Chosen. Episode one and two?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Eight new titles. Get out of town. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. That is a lot How do you of time content. For the, for the carryovers. That's a lot of content. The holdovers? Yeah. We don't. We're getting rid of a lot of movies. Gone forever? You want to see banshees of an Nope. Better hustle over. Gone. Pray for the devil? Gone. Nope. Yeah. Maverick? <clears throat> gone. Maverick's been gone, but comes back December second. Finally. Finally. <laughs> So we were talking about Ryan Rain Johnson. Yeah. And his sequel has not dropped yet. But But it's going to. The buzz is already.
2: It's got Ed Norton in it, so you know it's going to have Ed Norton in it.
3: (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) So Rain Johnson made the following comments. He says he might just get started on a third Knives Out right away with the following quote. But the God's honest truth is I had so much fun making this one and the creative challenge of figuring out a third movie – that's completely different from this one and the first one. Right now, that's the most interesting creative challenge to me. So I might just dive in and see what we come up with. As long as the two of us are still having fun. Now, I'm pausing here for a second. Does he mean him and Daniel Craig? No, I think he's a guy who helps him write. Okay. write it. As long as the two of us are still having fun, and as long as we can continue to make these truly new experiences each time and find new ways to challenge ourselves, the second we feel like we're repeating ourselves or just turning a crank on a machine we'll stop because to me the whole conception of this whole series is the same way Agatha Christie did it with her books we're doing something new and surprising every time
2: right okay I like that quote yeah me too because, I mean I do feel like these are modern Agatha Christie absolutely type, type things and I think that's what makes them so appealing yeah and I like that he's you know saying he'll, he's gonna stop but you know money talks too so we'll see
3: this movie is going to be huge. It's going to be successful. Yes. And there's going to be a third one. What's interesting
2: is. What I meant was money talks is in like when he doesn't want to make more money. Existing. Someone will talk him into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Well, what I was going to say was um, it's going to be really interesting to me to see. First of all, they advertise this as being one week only. Mm-hmm. And then Glass Onion is not available anywhere for a week. And then it drops on Netflix. So be curious to see if they extend it. Like there's part of me that thinks they say, Oh, by popular demand, it's going to stay in theaters or it's going to come back to theaters on December 2nd or whatever. The other thing that's interesting to me is see if they're going to keep with the same Netflix on the third one or will they go back to a theatrical only because they want to make actual money. I
2: wonder if the Netflix deal was a COVID holdover. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Here's the thing. I want to ask this. I know your answer because this isn't, Something that Penn normally would care about, but I'm challenging. Okay, the subject. Okay, how do you feel about the series being called a Knives Out story when the first movie Knives Out pertained to that particular story? I'm fine with it. That's like that's like <clears throat> Death of the Nile, a Murder on the Orient Express story. That's this, this, That's like what I'm equating to. Okay, I mean, you make an you make an interesting point. Like, like I'm not saying that it takes away from the movie, and I'm not going to see it or anything. Right, right. Obviously, I'm right, right. hyped for this, but right. from a naming concept, I think it's kind of
3: cool. It kind of drags along the the genesis of the series. You know, the, it started with this Knives Out, and we're kind of yeah. holding it over.
2: But why not call it like uh, whatever his name is? I'll tell you why
3: not, because that's what every other mystery, murder mystery theme has done. Well. Or, you know. In the history of literature. So let's do something different and name it after the first movie.
2: Whatever Star Wars. Also. Yeah, they have subtitles. So it's like, right, I do right. <clears throat> Also. Yeah. Doesn't it. Or he could have called it a, a Rain Johnson mur- murder mystery. Mm. Like, you know, like he could have branded it more. I. To himself. Or- I hear you but I kind of like this. I hadn't okay. thought of it until
3: you just right. like commented and, on it. And it's not, yeah, it's and, not. A, and it is, it is a really theory. interesting point, but in the 14 seconds that we've been discussing this, I have squarely and firmly and forever made up my mind mm. never to change. Cause you know, I don't change my mind. Yeah, ever. That's never happened. No, no. Um, squarely made up my mind that I like it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow! You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, (laughs) this just in.
2: (laughs) Can we talk about something that I like? Please. Okay, this made me so happy. Oh, is this? Does this have to do with? um, It has to do with whatever it has to do with. (laughs) You, Rajagul? No. 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 That wouldn't make me happy. What are you talking about? (laughs) This has to do with one James Cameron. Oh and a little oh, film oh, oh 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 a little film that is being sold like it's going to be a big thing oh you're so cute calling it a little film yeah i know. this is called wait let me this is called a let, <laughs> a me, br- sarcastic let me
3: let me bring our listeners up to speed uh, yeah, here yeah, 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 yeah. david yeah. i know he's just such a master of sarcasm <laughs> you <laughs> you may not have picked up Mm. When he says "little movie," mm-hmm. what he means is the movie that, at its day, was the highest-grossing movie of all time. Right. That right. one. Right. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure right. we're on the same page. That also right is from, not a great movie from the same guy that made the previously highest-grossing highest-grossing movie of all time. Right. Right. That, that same guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Just making yeah. sure we're on the same page. No. 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 Yeah. Right. 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 We're on. We're right.
2: perfectly like
3: perfect. You know.
1: But
2: at the same time, <laughs> but still, still, <laughs> still in all, <laughs> yeah. You've seen the trailer, right? Underneath all the hype, Beneath it's still not a great situation. And here's how you know that, like, your misgivings might have a little bit of roots, right? You know, yeah. When the director's like, this. "I'm ready for this to fail." After he said that they were going to keep going for 20 billion years and make 10 movies. Yeah. I believe they said they were going to make eight. and Maybe it's 10. And that's the the story. This movie, this is going to keep going. Right. But here's what James Cameron says about Avatar 2. And I I feel as though this is
3: the worst thing I've read in months and months and months.
2: He says- This is ignorant, uneducated, ill-informed, and misguided. No. What this says to me is a man- a lot of money, had a great, had an idea and he's like, he had a, he had success and he's like, let's make more of these. I'm telling and you, his
3: dream was bigger than reality. I'm telling you, his whole problem was being Mr. Fancy Pants and taking 10 years to make the sequel. I'm saying.
2: And he took 10 years to make a sequel and now, he, now he's done and he steps away for a second. And he goes, Oh wait, maybe they don't want this. Maybe I should have made it eight years ago. Maybe I should have done this eight years ago or not at all.
3: No, they definitely, definitely want it.
2: Well, this is what he says. The market could be telling us we're done in three months, or we might be semi-done, meaning, okay, let's complete the story within three movies and not go on endlessly. If it's just not profitable. We're in a different world now than we were when I wrote this stuff. Even the film, sorry, we're in a different world now than when, than when I wrote this stuff. It's the one-two punch, the Even. pandemic and streaming. Even. Even. You didn't know Even. what to do with that word, so you just I skipped just, the second time. You just left oh it right my. out. Get out of town. <laughs> right? Or, conversely, maybe we'll remind, remind people that going to the, what going to the theater is all about. The film definitely does that. The question is, how many people give a shit now? I don't think it's many. I think it's a lot.
3: We'll
1: see. (laughs) We'll see.
3: Here's the thing. I no longer am predicting that Avatar is going to be the top grossing movie of the year. And I'm not even sure it's going to be second or third or whatever. But the reason why I think this quote is so misguided and ill-informed is that I am shocked, like legit stunned That somebody professionally involved in the movie business, and he's no ordinary, you know, he's an A-lister. I mean, to say that he's involved in the movie business is like saying LeBron James plays basketball. Like he is, he's at the pinnacle of the movie industry. Mm. He's in the rooms and he still doesn't get the dynamics of streaming and how irrelevant streaming is to his product. Yeah, but I don't think
2: that's really what he's afraid of.
3: Well, okay, that's fine. But he says it's a one-two punch, the pandemic and streaming. Okay, first of all, the pandemic is behind us. I'm aware, I am aware, as they said in Seinfeld, I am aware that people are still suffering and COVID's a very real thing still and we need to be careful and there's all that good stuff. But the pandemic is behind us. Okay. Okay. July was one of the biggest movie months in the history of the movies. Mm. People are out gangbusters. Black Panther just opened a $180 million opening. Huge. That's a pretty big opening. So don't tell me the pandemic. I'm not saying that the movie industry is perfect or that we're having a banner year or that Avatar is going to make $200 million. But what I am saying is the pandemic is no longer a factor in how the movie industry does or doesn't perform. And as we have well-documented on the show a million times for four years, predating the pandemic, streaming is not relevant either. And our friends from Warner Brothers came out last week and articulated that point really well, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So don't you find it odd that James Cameron is going to, reference the pandemic and streaming. Is he like just trying to lay the groundwork for like why his movie doesn't gross $300 million? He's coming
2: up with an excuse for why. Ahead of time. Yeah. This feels like damage control. Maybe you should have made a good trailer. Yeah. Here's the thing. I feel like we, so many times we're like, why are we reporting on this? Because actors are like, Oh, it's going to be so great. Oh, it's going to be, this movie's going to rock the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, And it's, why wouldn't they hype up their movie? So I think for it to be at the point where he's worried enough about it that he's not even pretending to hype it up, yeah, that's the scary part. Well, yeah, I think opening weekend it's going to do amazing. Right. I think it's gonna, it's gonna crash.
3: That's fine because five days later we're opening Puss in Boots. Right, which and is he, probably which where is it 102 be. minutes long. Yes. Like a freaking movie should be. Hmm. Mm. I just put tickets on sale this morning. By the way, sidebar, if you're a huge Shrek slash Puss in Boots fan yeah. and you live near Littitz, come on out. On Saturday after Thanksgiving at 2 p.m., there's a sneak peek. Whoa. Tickets are on sale now, and then Puss in Boots opens in December, five days after Avatar. Nice. So Avatar can play on a bunch of screens, get the opening hype, and then it'll just click right down, drop down to two screens. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but, okay, David – at least give me this. Yeah, isn't it okay? Never mind. You already answered him. I was going to say, isn't it concerning that a guy in a professional at that high in the industry would still blame streaming? But your point, which I agree with, is he's just he's laying the groundwork. He's, for, lo- he's just to blame it on something. He's lowering expectations. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of lowering, Margot Robbie is lowering her Pirates of Caribbean spinoff into the early grave.
2: Yeah, she says uh, her Pirates movie's dead in the water. Uh, You see what I did there? Uh, uh, (laughs) Pirate ships. One one might even say there's no wind in those sails. Oh, my God. She's going (laughs) to drop anchor and sail away? No. My God, you're a king. (laughs) Drop anchor and then sail away? <laughs> yeah, is that how it works? I did go sailing that time. Yeah, that, we, you're basically right. an apple. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I did go sailing that <laughs> time. I can't believe I just referenced that. <laughs> <laughs> so two things on this. Okay. First of all, mm. that's too bad. Yeah. I, I mean, th- I think a Margot
2: Robbie-led Pirates of the Caribbean would have been amazing, or at least super fun. Honestly, if the Pirates of the Caribbean thing's out there... We've heard about this one, hypothetically a Karen Gillan one. Both of them sound awesome. Right, absolutely. Um, But the second thing I want to say about this
3: is we knew that Margot Robbie was talking about doing this, but I had forgotten about it. Mm -hmm. Did you forget about it? Uh, Yeah, I I think that's why. I saw this headline and I was like, oh shit, that's
2: right. She's doing so many other things. like Babylon. Which I hear is like, I don't know if it's supposed to be good, but it's supposed to be like Oscar bait. Or something.
3: Total Oscar. She's immediately in the front runner for the Oscar. Although Olivia Colman has a movie coming out called Empire Light.
1: Mm.
3: Is it Empire Light or Empire of Light or something like that? Anyway. Empire of Light. Babylon had some kind of world premiere th- mm-hmm. this week. And the reviews are.
2: Mixed. Right? Dra-
3: dramatically on extremes. Yeah. There's yeah, there's like, reviews that are like this is the best movie I've seen in twenty years, and there's reviews that are like this movie's unwatchable. Right. That's what I've been hearing. Like, yeah. Like- Which I think is great news for the movie industry because everybody will want to form their own opinion and everybody's willing to watch Margot Robbie and Brad Pitt for three hours. Yeah. I would watch either one of them alone, let alone the two of them together. That sounded really
2: creepy, but yeah.
3: No, no, it's true. It's an expression. All right, David, let's take it down a tone.
2: Oh. Can we can
3: we take it down a notch? Can we get real?
2: My boy? Yeah. I've never been more real. <laughs> um,
3: we referenced Rajagul earlier. Yes. Which is a bad guy in Batman. Yes. We got some bad news out of the Batman world. Not right. great news. Not good news. <laughs> not neutral news. <laughs> but bad news. Bad news. Bad news in the Batman universe. Right. All right.
2: First off. Let me just, I'll just, David,
3: uh, David's body language would lead
2: you to believe he's about to confess something. I I want (laughs) to, I want to keep joking, but first let's get this out there. Okay. Rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. The OG. The OG. He is the voice of Batman for a generation, pretty Mm. much, um, He voiced Batman and Batman the Animated Series, and then many video games in court, including the Arkham series, many Batman animated films, and one of the great and amazing things to come out of uh, the Arrowverse shows, uh, he got a chance to actually play a live-action version Mm. of Batman. Oh, wow. Which is great. (coughs) Um... So this is a big loss. He was 66. Mm. Uh, I think he had a very uh, fast moving cancer. That, that feels very young. Yeah, it was young. Um, but it's interesting because it was him and Mark Hamill kind of defined Batman and Joker for a generation. And uh, it's, you know, he is, has and always been quintessential like a voice of Batman to me. Um, and if you're not familiar with just go watch uh, any episode about Batman the animated series or if you are a video game person instead play the Arkham games. Um, he, he just has such an amazing voice and it's funny I was listening to a, a thing about like how and when he got started he wasn't he didn't think that he he was like from the stage. And was just trying mm. to get into acting. Getting a job. Yeah. And they hired him for Batman. And he was like, eh, I don't really see, I <laughs> think that. And he kept being like, this other character in the show sounds more interesting. Can I do that voice instead? <laughs> and they were like, you do realize that you will be in every episode as Batman instead of a couple of seasons as the other guy. And right. he was like, oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. Got bills so, to pay and whatnot. Yeah. So that's really sad. Yeah. My question to you is. Did you know who he was? No. Yeah. That's okay. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I, I, I forgive you.
3: We're gonna keep doing the show anyway.
2: Let's make it a two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah.
3: I I did not. I'm s I I I read the headlines and learn and learned up. Yeah, did you hear him at all? Did you listen yeah. to any yeah, of I did. His stuff? I yeah. did. I it's clicked on it. It's so good. Guys talented. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's amazing to me, like how people like that can exist. And like you said, define a character for a generation of fans and, and then somebody like me who's in the movie business, but admittedly not in the TV show
2: business. Right. Never heard of him. Yeah. It's, and, and because he's not a movie star, yeah. he's a, he's a voice actor. He's yeah, done a lot of other voice acting stuff, but it, it's if, so <laughs> you look at like the movie Batman's and there are different voices between Bruce Wayne and Batman and Bruce Wayne is always like their they their real voice that they're like this they their Batman and it's like but the way that he did Batman and Bruce it was he did it like Bruce he more he Bruce like the costume mm. with the voice like his voice see it see it always seemed like that was the voice that he was putting on and the Batman voice was the more natural one. Oh. And they were distinctively different enough that like, you wouldn't, like, oh, it's not the same person. I mean, you know, because right. you're watching it. But, right. like, the like the connotation and the way that he talks and stuff, it it's master class at voice acting. Hmm. And you pair that up with Mark Hamill as the Joker, and it's just pure magic.
3: Um, I think we can add Mark Hamill as the Joker to our long list of people who are, like... Referenced for the wrong thing. Remember, we had that bit going for a while where we were oh. like, like, so somebody would be like, "Mark Hamill, that's the guy that voiced over the Joker."
1: Yeah,
3: right. right exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it, oddly enough, it's one of those things that, like, most people, I think it's more common now. But for a long time, that they didn't know that that was Mark Hamill mm, right. who did the voice, right? Because there was no internet for years,
3: right? Yeah. So, but he—it was not. It turns out when he was voiceovering. Joker. That was not his first foray into science fiction movies. He was in a science fiction movie in the seventies, I believe. Really? Yeah,
2: yeah. He must have been pretty young. Right, he was
3: just a pup. Yeah, he was a kid with um, that guy from uh... <laughs> Air Force One. Yes, yes. He was. It was, was with that guy from Air Force One. <laughs>
1: Wow, yeah. i had a lot of
3: vests <laughs> in that one. I hate that I couldn't make that leap. But let's stay on Batman for a minute. Yeah. Because there's some exciting news, or at least some conti- yeah. continuation of previously stated exciting news from the DC yeah. universe. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was funny. It was a total coincidence, obviously. But I thought it was funny that um, in there... So we're talking about James Gunn and Peter Safran talking about their plan to, to tell... Their future for the d c universe apparently includes telling a single story mm. over the course of like ten years, yeah, with a variety of media
2: a huge variety which of media.
3: is kind of like what Marvel's doing, except that this is like more, more more planned out well, it feels more planned out, more intentional, I would say more inclusive uh, more. well.
2: So here's the difference. You want to get, well, tell, tell us what it is. All, all right.
3: That. Well, well I, I just want to say what's funny is, and I'll read the quote, but I love the fact that in the quote, he specifically says there won't be four Batman movies. Mm. Like they're done overkilling Batman. Right. So, um, yeah, so that's my, I mean, I think I, think I read it. Here's the quote. <clears throat> this is from
2: WB CEO David Zaslav. I thought
3: it was from Safran. Unless we're on different stories.
2: Uh, The two up above is about the four
3: Batmans. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Warner Brothers CEO David Zaslav plans to condense the DC franchises, saying, I think over the next few years you're going to see a lot of growth and opportunity around DC. There's not going to be four Batmans. And so part of our strategy is to drive the hell out of DC, which James and Peter are going to do. James Gunn and Peter Saffron went on to, to sort of expand on those thoughts, and that's where we get to the headline that we read a few minutes ago about um, the single story over 10 years. Yeah. Peter Saffron went on to say, this is such a unique opportunity to tell one great overarching story, one beautiful big story across film, television, gaming, live action, and animation. Live action like, like
2: plays on Broadway? I think I think so. I think it's film, television, gaming, and then those things will be live, live action, action or animation. Roger that. Yeah.
3: Uh, James Gunn went on to add that they've already begun work on what will be an 8 to 10-year plan to tell the story. He says, quote, the opportunity to make DC as great as it can be and as it should be, that is the reason why I'm doing this job because I know that Peter and I can do that. We spent the past couple days with a group of some of the best thinkers in the industry. The best writers in the industry starting to map out that 8-10 to year plan of what it's going to look like in theater, in TV, in animation, across the board for these characters.
2: Yeah. Interesting. This is cool. Here's something that... This stands out to me as questionable, and that's the inclusion of gaming. Mm. Because... Gaming is more prevalent now than ever, but it's also not, like, I think it's one thing to ask you, like Marvel's doing, because I know, okay, okay, so Marvel asks you, see our movies. Mm. People were doing that, and even with that, people are like, there's too many movies for me. I know people who are like, there's too many movies for me to keep up, so I don't even watch them anymore. Too many movies? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I know. I'm saying that there. I know people that are like, oh, I couldn't keep up too many come out a year. And it's like.
3: Aren't there like two or three a year on this, a busy year?
2: Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. It's usually three, two. Yeah. There's at least three. Okay. Um, and that's too much for people because I don't know why. But whatever. Yeah. Some people aren't movie people. But then you add the shows, which right. come out every other month.
3: Now, I, I fall into the category of like, I, I sometimes feel like
2: I can't keep up with all the shows. Right. Which I do understand, but sometimes I'm like, well, I mean, you know, it's only like half an hour in an entire week. Right. Like, if you really wanted to watch it, you you right. could make time, or like you do, you wait till it's out and you watch the whole thing. Right. And you're just like, I'd rather put one big chunk of time than a lot of little time. Which I totally is fine. But because then there's people who say, well, I don't I don't have time to watch the show, so I'm not gonna. I I know people uh, because of whatever reasons children or or life gets busy or whatever, such as the abacus who is like, I want to watch things in order. And if I can't watch it in order, I'm not going to watch it. So like you just get behind and behind. So if there's people like that who are like, I, there's too much shows because I have to watch the show and I didn't see the show. And even though we know that they don't connect to the movie, they're not going to see the next movie without watching that show which means they missed the movie, which means that then they push back the next show because they didn't see them. And you know, it's a lot to ask. Those people are definitely not gonna play a video game if you have to play the video game for the story. I think the video game ought to be a little tiny piece. If you're a smart Warner Brothers executive, it needs to be a little piece. And then the other problem with video games is when they're tie-ins, you have to have everything set in concrete so far in advance to make the movie. The games take years to make. They have to have the plot like so far in advance to put into the game that then you don't have any wiggle room to like grow or change as you see the film like developing. So I'm cool with more DC video games. I just don't know tying it into the overall story. That's the part that unless you tied it
3: in backwards.
2: Like release the video
3: game after the movies come out and reference some plot point that happened in the movie. Yeah, but make ugh, the video game can't be a required thing. That's the. No, I agree with yeah. that. I, I, It can't be a required thing, but it could tie into something that, like, if I'm not a gaming guy, the game could have some cool tie in with the movie right. that the gamers are going to get off on and think is cool. Yeah. But those
2: of us who aren't gaming, it doesn't set us back. It's yeah. just a cool thing. Well, the problem with that is that you have the same problem that, that like, uh, Agents of Shields had. Where Agent of the Shield, where they would be like, "Oh, Sif showed up this week on the episode," but it's like, how does that? Too many, it, As you raise the stakes for the show or the game, how does that then affect the world that you go back to in the movie? It's like it has to, to a degree. You know what I mean? Like, say we have a Batman movie, right? And in that Batman movie, we recruit Robin, right? So now Robin has a video game. And he has a big video game and they introduce the riddler in it or something but see i'll stop you right there they
3: can't introduce a new a new thread it has to be more like a funny like a sidebar
2: right so that's the thing the stakes for the game can never be too high right because they can't be high enough that they would affect the movies so you can't have robin lose an arm right or introduce a new character or robin can't have a girlfriend you know, because then it's like, oh, why wasn't she in the movie? Right. So, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, yeah. Speaking of... Um, losing an arm. Losing an arm.
3: Yeah. Uh, I'll tackle this one because it's so stupid. Mm. Disney is concerned about Indiana Jones. So, Disney has taken a franchise, extended it well past its viable shelf life. Yeah. I, I was with them when they... Used Harrison Ford to bring on Shia LaBeouf and make yeah. The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. The movie wasn't good, but it was a good idea to pass on the torch. It was a great idea. Yeah. It was exactly what Rocky did. It's exactly what Sylvester Stallone did when they made um, Rocky Balboa and they introduced Creed. Mm-hmm. Was Creed in he Rocky? It was Creed.
2: It wasn't still Creed.
3: He wasn't in... Uh, that's right. That's right. That's right. But they sunsetted Rocky Balboa and then they introduced Creed in the franchise Creed which, by the way, the third one comes out this spring. Can't wait. That's in awesome. March, I think.
1: Yeah.
3: And that's how you should do it. Right. But they screwed it up with the Indiana Jones because Shiloh Beefcake went off the off the tracks. Right. And they never got a grip on their franchise after that. Right. And So now... So now they're just continuing to bang their head against the same wall and... The headline is Disney is concerned about Indiana Jones. They're screening it with multiple endings to see which performs best. Yeah. Now, that part I believe. And I. Because uh, they're afraid
2: of Crystal Skull again.
3: My instinct is to believe it and also appreciate it. They're professionals, they're working on a product, a movie, you know, and they want to see how it's going to be most successful. Okay. Sure. Fine. What I don't believe is the second part of the headline, which is that they are also debating sending it straight to Disney+. Plus. I don't believe that. After all that we have learned in the last 12 months, not learned because we knew it years and years ago, but after all we have proven in the last 12 months, there's no way Steven Spielberg is, is going to let
2: his pet project go to Disney+. Plus. I want to believe it. Yeah. But I kind of feel like maybe it's going to wind up there, especially since they're pushing in an Indiana Jones series pretty hard. I could see them just be like, throw it on Disney Plus as the introduction to the series.
3: Yeah, that could be.
2: And then, yeah.
3: That could be. Yeah.
2: All right. Speaking of Avatar. Speaking of Avatar, The Last Airbender, the good Avatar. Ah. The movie is scheduled for October 10th, 2025 for a release date. So get ready. It's far out there, but animation takes a while. So good animation. Good animation takes a while. And now here's the last thing I think we have on our news, and this is big news. This is director Raja Ghoul. Not quite Rajaghool.
3: The the good ship lollipop? Yes. Yes. Yeah, you got it. Figured it out. Nailed it. Now
2: this is a movie I keep telling you that you need to see that you haven't yet. Yes. I keep seeing it
3: on my my thread what do you call it? The the thread there of titles and I keep scrolling right past it.
2: Throw this thing on. Go for a three-hour bike ride. <laughs> Maybe
3: I will. Love your life. I will. I hey, will. Because I, I do have a four-hour ride coming up. So I, I, the perfect time to do that. You're not going to be able to keep riding because you're going to be laughing at how ridiculous this movie I'm gonna is. I'm going to be so excited. I'm yeah, going to fall yeah. off my bike.
2: We're talking about RRR. And this movie Is this a pirate movie? R-R-R. <laughs> this movie is great. If you haven't watched RRR on Netflix... You need to have a good time. Go watch this movie. That reminds me, I never asked Everyone's Favorite Sister and Top Ten Sarah if they watched it after I highly recommended Mm -hmm. it to them. Sidebar, just between me and Sarah and Everyone's Favorite Sister, Mm
3: -hmm. just don't tell David. But when he recommends a movie, he's gonna keep bothering you about it for the rest of your life until you see it. So
2: do yourself a favor, save yourself, and watch a movie. Yeah, one could say that about reading a book too. But I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. You've never experienced a book before.
3: Yeah, I'm in the middle of a great book right now. It's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Is it called Any
2: Book But Dune? Yeah. A, B, D. Yeah. A, B, B, D. So director SS Rajamouli confirms an RRR sequel is in development. <laughs> According to Rajamouli, his father, the Vajendra Prasad is working hard to make the follow-up bigger and better than the original, which I find, I don't know how you can go bigger and better from a, such a near-perfect film. <laughs> right. I agree. This movie. It's the best. And it's so good. <laughs> it's the best
3: movie it's ever made. So
2: good. At one time, the one guy sits on top of the other guy's shoulder and they act like just one big tall guy.
3: <laughs> and they fight a
2: bunch of people. <laughs> it's that, amazing. You may have just sold me on this they movie. They do acrobats and stuff, acrobatic stuff and they climb walls and like the one <laughs> the one guy at the bottom. Tocks the gun and then throws it up to the other guy so he can shoot it. And then he drops it down so he
3: can reload. You may have just sold me on this movie. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm my on dude. board. My dude. Ah, I missed it. Right. And I had it right here in my very own little theater. I know, right? It's what a world. If only I was friends with someone who, like, could remind me and say, like, Hey, Ben, let's watch this movie.
2: Well, I mean, I know yeah. we're not going to watch it. But I, you should watch this movie. You should this, watch the, it. Yeah, yeah I, I'm realistic about it. <laughs> right. Things that I wasn't realistic about. Bing, bing, bing. As we finish up the news. Hold on a second here. Are you ready for this? Yeah. I think you're not ready. <laughs> no, I didn't think he was going to do the move. No, no, I got the, the moves, baby. I got the moves. So things I didn't uh, prepare for.
3: So in other words, what you mean is one of us comes to the next segment prepared. Mm. And the other one of us comes to the next segment unprepared. Yeah,
2: the ironic... Part of the story. Tell me, tell me. One of us comes to the table creating the list of things that we need to do. Right, 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 (laughs) right. And the other one just has to do the list. Right, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I, I lost track. Who's who?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I forget who made the list. So I took the time, (laughs) to curate what
2: curate? Yeah. Oh, list. Hang on a sec. I got to look up that word. Yeah, curated. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. All the trash out there. I found four quality trailers, now increased to five. Yep. And I said, these are the trailers we're going to review this week.
3: Oh, I just realized something so wonderful.
2: Yeah. Now, all kidding
3: aside, David had a wild and crazy day and didn't get a chance to see the trailers. That's that's fine. a long story. That that happens to me too. That's fine. But I just realized what's so exciting about this moment in time. (laughs) What? This is my opportunity to so just our, make shit up? No, no, no. Okay. Oh, oh I, I, Crazy talk. Never. 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 I am nothing if not a beacon of light to the truth. Consummate. Right. A
2: beacon of light right. to the truth.
3: No, 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 no. What I was going to say was this is my opportunity after 197 shows to, on our behalf, yeah. definitively, with no argument, yeah. pick our trailer of the week.
2: I did see one of them.
3: Yeah, but you don't, that doesn't qualify, you're
2: unqualified.
3: Is, what are you going to say, that's your trailer of
2: the week? I mean, if it's the only one you've seen. Okay, walk us through it. John Wick 4. Right. That right. oh, was okay, <laughs> <laughs> He's back. Yeah. He's he's doing, Donnie Yen is in the movie, so you gotta love Donnie Yen. There's, there's stuff, there's hotels, there's made-up currencies, this no. wacky, crazy world that has new rules every, that right. don't make any sense right. that I absolutely love to pieces. Right. And time for number four. Yeah. Get ready. Yeah. John Wick is back. He's if, number four in it.
3: If you're a fan of John Wick, yeah. then you're a fan of this trailer. And right. you, if you haven't seen it, you should go watch the trailer for John Wick 4. Right. Great. It's not my trailer of the week, but it's a great trailer. Uh, yeah, I think I might have picked a different one otherwise.
2: It's close. It's but close to the trailer of the week. Does it bother you that we had John Wick... Then we had John Wick Two, mm. then we had John Wick Three, Parabellum, mm. and now we have John Wick Four. Right, a little bit. Yeah. The next trailer is Magic Mike's
3: Last Dance, mm. which this is a continuation of Channing Tatum dancing, looking hot. You know, dancing with other guys who look All hot. Everything I know. Yeah. And right, I mean, he's got your briefcase. Yeah. You know, true. The, the, true. He, he brought from middle school. Yeah. Middle school or high school? High school. High school. He got David Moulton's high school briefcase. This trailer is fine. Like it's whatever. Yeah. You know what I thought when
2: I was watching this trailer? That they get hot and heavy spaghetti in that movie?
3: They we need to this needs to be the attached trailer when we open I Wanna Dance with Somebody in December. Mm. Like this is this this movie's a perfect fit with the Whitney Houston film. So Magic Mike, whatever. Uh, the next trailer, here's the thing. The next trailer is my trailer of the week, but I have a very close honorable mention which we're going to need to talk about. Mm. Okay, my trailer of the week is The Empire of Light or Empire of Light with Olivia Coleman and a couple other people. And this movie, I wish you had seen it because I need help understanding what it's about. Okay. it's like that kind of trailer yeah. you know what I mean like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the movie looks amazing but I don't totally understand what it's about it might be about it definitely seems to take place in an old movie theater maybe there's some racism there may be um, some civil rights themes there may be some sexuality themes um, some persecution themes um, but the movie looks really great and the trailer is amazing Mm. And I only watched it once, and I bet you if I watched it a second time, all right, time for True Confessions.
2: Yeah. True Confessions.
3: When I watched the trailer and prepared for the show, I did not know that David had not seen the trailers. Mm -mm. So therefore, I came to the show with my usual crutch of like, oh, well, I'll have an opinion about this trailer, but David will explain what the heck we just looked at. David will walk us through it. Surely David will explain to me what this trailer is about. How could he not? Right. (laughs) Obviously. He's done so every time for 196 episodes. Mm. He's not going to let me down 197th. (laughs) Pen Ketchum, wrong again. (laughs) 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 No, but seriously, this is a great trailer. I do want to look into a little bit what the movie's about, but it looks amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, that was
2: true confession. (laughs)
3: This is a searchlight movie that comes out in December. I'm not yet confirmed if or where we're going to play it. Mm, okay. TBD. On the spot, on the roof with a spotlight to the sky. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. The next trailer. It's not my trailer of the week because I didn't love it. Everyone's all about this movie though. But I was just going to say this. This is a strong. honorable mention and I think the thing the reason why I have to give it honorable mention and it maybe I should have made it trailer of the week it's definitely the most interesting trailer you've seen in a long time Mm. don't get me wrong nothing happens like the trailer is just a close up of Brendan Fraser like essentially concluding or beginning a monologue Mm. you know he's sort of he's talking to somebody you don't see who he's talking to camera's real tight on him yeah. You know, and he's talking to somebody and you can see he's got an oxygen tube, I guess is yeah. what you call it. And um you can see he's sweaty, like he's not doing well. But you think that he's gonna say something awful about he says, like, can you believe that humans never fail? And you feel like he's gonna say to suck, you know what I mean, or something negative, but it's just incredible like counter where he's like humans never fail to care like there. Um, and then he says something like human beings are amazing. Hmm. And you think it's coming from a guy who would have every reason in the world to hate the world. And yet, and it's a short, tra- it's, it's almost like a teaser trailer. Anyway, it's a, it's a fascinating trailer. You're telling me that everybody's talking about this movie.
2: Yeah. Brendan Fraser won a best actor or something somewhere. For- huh. Yeah. You wouldn't know it was him if you didn't you know, know it was him. Yeah,
3: And then last but not least, a few days ago, we got the new trailer for Mission Impossible 7, Dead Reckoning, a part one. Did we really? How did I not know that? Maybe I got it wrong. Have we seen this trailer before?
2: No way. What oh, well,
3: then it definitely got it right. Okay. Yeah. Because I watched it just half an hour ago. I did. Unless it's like one of those fake trailers, fan made one. That's it could, what I was could be. Say. It could be. David, tune in next week. Yeah, to find out.
2: Yeah, come back to this.
3: <laughs> that was a real problem early on in the show. It was. It was <laughs> been a while. It's been a while, but yeah. for those of you who haven't been with us the entire journey, in the early part of it, see, I was never in a trailer. It's like the way David is. Yeah, and I am now, but not really back then. And right. and and I used to regularly, first of all, watch the wrong trailer. <laughs> And second of all, I would announce with great excitement some new trailer for a movie that was just announced. It was just announced. Was just announced. Like, yeah. they announced the movie on Monday. I watched the brand new trailer for it on Tuesday. Right. All excited to bring it to the show. Right. And David's like, this is fan made.
2: Like, didn't you notice that all those clips were just from the first movie?
3: <laughs> it got embarrassing when I brought the trailer for Titanic 2 <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. The sequel, right. Yeah. 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 When Jack comes up from the depths. <laughs> Titanic, this time we mean war. Titanic two, the zombie the apocalypse. apocalypse. <laughs> all right, those are all the trailers that are fit to print. Yeah, tune in next week to find out if we actually watched a real trailer for Mission Impossible Seven. I kind of think we did, but it's, we it's possible that I'm wrong. I mean, it is coming out. I mean, it's it's, it's definitely a thing. It's less than a year away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, this week we watched
2: Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Right. Did you notice that the end credit title just calls it Wakanda? Yeah. Interesting, huh? Interesting. Yeah. All right. Let's just first just – I don't think we can talk about this movie without spoilers. So let's just give – if you want to know without spoilers what, what you thought, best movie I've ever seen. Me too. Best movie I ever saw. Okay. So now we're going to – from this point on, spoilers for the rest of the episode, really. Yeah. So even when we probably reference this movie more – because people wrote in about it and stuff yeah. too. So. yeah. People are crying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I really like this movie. However, I'm not excited about this movie. Uh, It is a very, very heavy movie. The more you think about it, but that's not a bad thing. That's what makes it great. But it's very different. And this is, I heard some criticism, and it said that that this movie is very jarring. If you just watched She Hawk, but I think it follows She Hawk up perfectly. You finished She Hawk, right? I did. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting here
3: listening to you and I'm like nodding along and agreeing in my mind with what you're saying. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait, er, like we need to get the sound of a record scratching. Yeah. Like, what does this have to do? Remind me what this has anything to do with She Hawk. Well, She-Hulk, just the
2: juxtaposition of, of comedy. Oh, oh, and then, oh! The tone, but,
3: the tonal difference. Right. Okay. It would be very jarring. To I go thought from you were saying the there other. was
2: like a plot point that connected the two. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's where I think it actually connects amazingly, because at the end of She-Hulk (spoilers for She-Hulk) at the end of She-Hulk, she breaks the fourth wall and goes and talks to Kevin, the right. algorithm that puts movies together. Yes. And in the background, he's got all the Marvel movies playing. Right. And at one point she's like, why does it always have to come to to the same thing? And you see every movie's big climatic, like laser in the sky ending. And there's a discussion about how Marvel should change and be more about the characters and everything. And Kevin, the robot says, not Kevin Feige, not Kevin Feige, but the stand in for Kevin Feige, this robot says how, like they agree to make these changes to Marvel as a whole and to movies right. going forward. Right. And I feel like if that okay, if we're going to accept that as like mm-hmm. a real thing right. that happened, this okay. movie is an excellent example of that. Of Marvel changing the tired formula. Yeah. Because a lot of the other stuff in Phase 4 was too formulaic and yeah. which is why some of it came off as kind of boring. Unfortunately, you know, well, the stuff that reminded me
3: of phase four didn't land in this movie. The stuff that's different from phase four was
2: the best part of this movie. And and I think that the, the, the character, this very, very strong, very character driven, very heavy movie. Um, because of all of those amazing parts, it makes some of the comic book stuff not land. Right. That's what I'm saying. and, and, to the, to the point where you are like, this is cool, and I like it, but I liked it more when you talked about it, and introduced it a couple scenes ago, and now that it's in action, I am kind of not here for it. And particularly, I am talking about like the end, the climactic end battle, like when that came around. We have a lot. Of, this this movie does a lot of world building for Marvel Phase Five. Mm-hmm. We see the uh, Midnight Angels. Which are the ex, um, what do they call them? The Wakandi, Wakanda soldier mm-hmm. women that have, s- like, basically Wakandan versions of Iron Man suits. Um, they're not really Iron Man suits, but they're kind of... They're, yeah, yeah, they're suits. Yeah, they're suits. Uh, that, they're getting their own show. Uh, and that's cool. Ironheart is getting her own show. Mm-hmm. And they introduce her and everything, but then they quickly depower her so that she can have her own show. hmm um, and the big battle where they not, I thought the Shiri and Namor stuff fit because that was both driven. That was very driven by those characters to come to that point, that climax that they had. But the boat part, like you like would keep flipping back to the boat mm-hmm. and the, and just the general mm-hmm. like people fighting on the top of the boat. I was mm. like, I just don't. Like, it's cool, sure, but I just don't care about it as much as I probably would have been like, oh, this is so cool to see them all fighting up here. But it's not that it's not cool. It's just that it just doesn't fit. I had a different take on that. Okay. It was a problematic area
3: for me as well. Okay. But for a totally different reason. Sure. I cared a lot about that. But the way it was filmed, the way it was presented, I didn't buy it. Like, I didn't think it was done well. Like, for example, the bad guys had the good guys cornered on the edge of the boat. Right. And they were all in a, like, arc, you know, with their weapons, like, pointed at the bad nobody's guys. Nobody's shooting or anything. First of all, nobody's shooting. And second of all, none of the bad guys are finishing them off. Right. They're yes. all just kind of standing there staring at each other. Yeah. And it, it it was distracting to me that the bad guys were climbing up the side of the boat, but nobody was really fighting. And also nobody in those battles looked wounded or dirty or scarred or scuffed. Right. You know what I mean like it was totally unrealistic battle. Yeah, like it was nobody too clean. nobody seemed to be suffering at all. Yeah. And and it killed me how many times they cut back to that and the good guys were just standing there yeah. on the bow like and and sh- there there was even dialogue about like well if we go out we will all go out together Right? We'd yeah. take them, as many of them with us as possible, but then nobody ever does anything. It would come back for them to do a battle cry. Right. And then someone would do a jump. Right. And there's no battle cry. Yeah. And then I also didn't love how Churi and Namor, like, essentially negotiated a treaty, like an agreement, right? And then they come back and. They're able to shout. Like, it, it bothers me that they're able to, like, without a microphone or a PA system or, you know, any kind of communication device, they're just standing on the edge of a jet yeah. above a boat, which is on the ocean, and they talk to their troops. Yeah. Like, they nobody could hear you.
2: At least they were yelling. Okay, they were yelling. I'll I give mean, you that. I mean, I'm not saying that right. that would work, but at least they were yelling. When you compare that to Black Adam, where the kids just, like—
3: Right. Yeah, no. Yeah, the, yeah, well, the black ad. ad- you, don't bring you, that up because that saying. was just awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was beyond awful. This yeah. was just a little something that that irked me because it, it No, no, it did not irk me. It's more accurate to say
2: it prevented me from buying what they were selling. Right. That part. That. The climax of the movie is the weakest part of the movie. Right. Yes. Totally it, agree. It, I. There's I, so much of it the, the grief stuff is so good. Sherry like. Uh, you know, you feel how that she's how troubled she is right. throughout the whole thing. Her and even the scene where she becomes Black Panther is great. Yeah,
3: she I, comes around there and killmongers there instead of her brother. God, that was so that great. That was great. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, first off, I mean, we didn't have it said it yet, but the tribute and the memory of Chadwick Bozeman just rings through this so strong. Well, and, and that opening, and so right.
3: The opening sequence with
2: the comic book flips, yeah. and it's all Black Panther stuff. Well, they did that for Stanley too, and I remember when they did that for Stanley, I was like, "Oh, that's that's nice that they did this, but this felt more personal." First of all, nobody likes Stanley. Second of all, he was a hundred. He
3: didn't. There was say nothing. Hi to you that there was time. nothing tragic about his life. Like yeah. this was a guy who lived on top of the world, and like God bless him. I'm sorry that he passed away, but like. He did it right. right. He had a good and incredibly full like he got a full Stan deal. Stanley yeah. Stan Lee did. He got a full deal. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman was taken tragically. Right. You know, many 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 years ahead of his time. Right. You know, and got totally ripped off.
2: And I I love the fact that they don't ever say what really killed him, but they do right. he died just very similar to real life. He had a sickness yeah. and he was keeping it hidden from every he knew he was dying. Yeah. And he didn't let it every, every didn't let them know until yeah. he was it was too late.
3: I uh, ha- here's an interesting thing. So how many times have you seen this movie? Once. Okay. I saw it twice. Okay. I had a real problem with it the first time mm-hmm. that resolved itself the second time. Oh. Interesting What's to that? to share it with you. First time I saw the movie. My big problem with it, or one of my problems with it, was I felt like the whole war could have been, or battle, or whatever you want to call that, could have been avoided if Churi had just gotten word to her mom that I'm safe. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm with this guy, and you know, like it's. We talked about this a few episodes ago, where like I think. um it was either Frodo or top 10. Sarah talked about like miscommunication as being like, yeah. you know, an, uh, like I hate when the plot is oriented around miscommunication.
2: Yeah. And this is the weird thing though, because for Shiri, it's, she's been, she's down there for what seems to be a couple hours. And we don't know how long she was unconscious for, right, right. but her storyline down there takes place over, let's just say four to five hours. Yeah. Right. And in that four, five hours, uh, Lapita's character does like six days worth of work right. to track her down. Right And that's the part that like
3: Well, I can even get over that, but I just feel like if, if she had gotten word back to her mom that she was okay, well, she't her mom wouldn't have had to go find Lapita and wouldn't have had to like, right. you know do all this thing. But then the second time I watched a movie, what I realized is, even if she had gotten word back to the mom. It didn't change the fact that Namor was committed to killing the scientist. Right. So they would have, the, the Wakandans would have had to protect the scientist, which would have triggered all this
2: stuff to begin with. Okay, so here we have a small point. I don't have a problem with Riri Williams being in this movie, Ironheart. I like her. I do have a problem with the movie being so clutch around her death because we already know she's getting a show. What do you mean around her death? That Namor wants to kill her. The stakes that she was actually going to get killed by Namor were never there.
3: Oh, I never believed it. I, I didn't. I don't even know what you're talking about in terms of. She's I mean, the scientist. No, no, no. I know. <laughs> I know who she is. Yeah. And but I didn't know she was getting a show. Like I didn't know any of that additional stuff. Oh. And I never once thought for a second that she would end up getting killed. Okay. Like it never even crossed my mind that that was a possibility.
2: Okay. See, that bugged me that they would. Ju- it was like, why is this? Why are we even playing that this is like a high stakes? Yeah, I I never even...
3: Yeah. I didn't buy that. I I didn't think I needed to, to enjoy the movie. It didn't ruin the movie for me. Right. I'm just saying. All right, one other area that I need your help with. Yeah. Talk to me about Elaine Bennis, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Right. Who is she again? Uh, Contessa de Fontaine. But she's a bad guy, right? She... So Didn't she show up at the end of one of our movies? She's was, been in a lot of things. And so she's putting
2: together the Thunderbolts.
3: She was in the end of um, the very first Disney Plus series
2: that we all loved. Yes. She's at the end of Captain America and the Winter Soldier. What was the show on it was Disney? called Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But at the end, they changed the title to Captain America and Right, 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 right. So at the end of that, she recruits U.S. agent, the Captain America. American. She's also... In the stinger for Black Widow. She recruits Yelena. Okay. Um, She makes an appearance another time. I'm trying to think of where it is. So what did you think about her being in this movie? I like that. Okay. I I think there was too much of them. But I like the dynamic and the the whole thing of them being, having been married and everything. But there was way too much of both of them.
3: I loved when she was like, when she revealed that, she planted the beads.
2: She's like, it's directed De Fontaine. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's putting together the thunderbolts. Okay, and I think are they good guys or bad guys? They're anti. They're oh, are they problematic heroes? Problem. It's like Suicide Squad. basically. Okay, yeah, gotcha. So we are. We got the reveal of the character roster from that at D twenty three. I don't okay. know if you remember, remember remember that, but uh, um, I think what we're gonna find because they talk about how the president and stuff. I think. Thunderbolt Ross is going to be the president when they reveal. Oh, sweet. The Thunderbolts are his team led by her. Mm. And I think we're going to find that he's president. Because it's been a while since we've seen him. Obviously, uh, William Hurt passed away, but he's being replaced by uh, Harrison Ford, remember? Right. So it would make sense for him to be a president. And
3: then we had a whole debate about Harrison Ford. Right. Right. Episode 195, if you care to go look it up.
2: Right. So uh, this... um, this movie, I want to ask you if you have a question. And I want you to to, not, to know that this doesn't come from a, uh, a place of anything other than curiosity. You want a straight answer. I'm not critiquing anything in a negative light. Uh,
3: okay. Right. Let me put on my hat. Your hat. Yeah. Did you have
2: any issues with being able to see their faces?
3: Yeah. I mean, no, I did not. But we've heard that. We've, okay. The
2: theater has gotten a couple. So is it a theater thing? Because from what I understand, it's not like that everywhere. And when you watch the same scenes, clips of them at home, it's not a problem. Hmm. That's interesting. Because it's, it's interesting. We've we Drew
3: and I were debating that this morning. Because yeah. we've gone around and spot-checked. Well, first of all, just from a um, sheer like the biggest variable in terms of brightness on the screen is your bulb. Mm-hmm. And we have all the correct bulbs and none of them are burned out. None of them are old. They're all you know pretty fresh. They're all well within. Cause some theaters like the picture gets darker and um, that's because the theater owner tries to get more life out of the bulb yeah. than they should. They run it longer than they're supposed to. The, what has us scratching our heads on that topic is well, first of all, I'm interested... Anyway, what has us scratching our heads is that we're not hearing this complaint. Well, first of all, we only heard it twice. We served about 7,000 people over the weekend. Okay. And two of them, and now you... Everyone in my group was not happy with it. Interesting. What Do you remember what theater you were in? Well, now we're getting yeah, in, into the weeds. But, but, I, but what's interesting is, why aren't we seeing this in other, with other movies? That's is it just because it's a darker movie?
2: That's to this comment. Okay. When we screened Dune for the... Uh, audience the podcast audience i felt the same thing and then when i saw it again here in a different theater it was like watching a different movie mm. and i i but here's the thing i don't think it's not just a hear thing because i've been hearing this complaint like around about this movie about some places you mm. go and it's just you can't see their faces and i and i my comment was a friend, I was like, I cannot think that a director of color would direct a movie of predominantly people of color and diffuse it so much that you can't make out their features. Like, that just doesn't seem, yeah, like a directorial choice. Unlike, uh, what was that movie that we watched, um, with uh, Tenet. Tenet, where he chose to yeah. make the noise horrible, yeah.
3: I, the other question mark that I had is I watched this movie uh, in theater three okay, and had no problem, enjoyed it very much. And then one of the comments that we got over the weekend was from someone who had also seen it in theater
2: three. I think that's the theater that I saw it in.
3: So I'm, I'm wondering, it. like, you know... Is it theater three? Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I know my, my buddies were like, oh, are you going to say anything? And I was like, well, no, because like they're not going to be able to fix it till tomorrow. And then everything kind of gets, you guys like recalibrate things or whatever in the morning. So it's, it's not like, it's not like you, you know, old timer stuff where you go up and just like turn a dial or whatever. Like it's all set by computer. Old timey stuff. It's, it's not gonna, you know, it is what it is. So it didn't ruin the movie by me, by for me by any chance, but it was something that we we were all like, is that how it's intended to be? Or is that, so I was just curious if that's how you experienced it. Interesting. So, all right. So we love this movie. I highly recommend that you go see it. Would you highly recommend the movie? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but again, I'm not excited to see it again because it's so heavy. I will watch it again, uh, but that's not like I'm, I've got to go see it tomorrow. Right. Yeah. No, I would agree with that sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, you ready to move on to uh, listeners' notes, questions, answers, comments, suggestions? I
3: mean, we might yeah, as well so stay fun. with Wakanda. We got a nice note from Jonathan Oberunder who says he cried four times during Wakanda. It was a very emotional movie. Yeah. I didn't cry, but I was certainly moved.
2: Yeah. I I was the most close to, to tearing up just at the Marvel like beginning with all the chat Oh, interesting. Yeah. I was, but it is an emotional movie.
3: I felt as though the closest I came to crying was during the mid credit stinger with the son. Mm. You know, when she's mourning his loss, and then like the little boy. Yeah. I mean, he was freaking adorable. Yeah. He was amazing. So anyway, uh, Oberunder's review was, quote, this movie moved me. Mm. That's why they call movies.
2: They move you. Yeah. Yeah. Trailer master Jason came out of the woodworks. We were like, What? what? Where have you been? Where has this guy been? Yeah. But, you know, he's, like, got some stuff going on. Yeah, he said, yo, I was making my own trailer. What's up? It's a baby. It's a baby. Yeah. (laughs) Guess what? And he had some cool news. Well, first off, did you know that they took their baby announcement photos right here in this movie theater? I coordinated the whole thing. And you didn't even tell me he was preggers? (laughs) Can we just go back
3: even a step further?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Did they get married in
3: the theater? Congratulations, because that baby is
2: beautiful. What a wonderful baby.
3: Beautiful looking baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so anyway, congratulations. Uh, The baby's name is Logan. So happy for the whole family. Uh, Jason posed a question, which we will set aside for a moment. And come back to maybe next week or the week after. Yeah, let's do it next week. Seems Trailer like Trailer Master Jason posed the question what are your favorite Thanksgiving traditions? Mm. Oh boy. Mm. Oh boy. Mm. I got some good ones. I love Thanksgiving. Don't yeah. you don't you love oh, Thanksgiving? Yeah. It's no stress. It's usually no stress. You don't gotta buy gifts. And that's <laughs> pretty much all I got. <laughs>
2: There's lots of good food. There's usually football.
3: Yeah, you got your tofu loaf. Sports ball.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sports ball? Yeah. What a day. Yeah. What a wonderful world. Here's here's something we haven't heard in a while.
3: It's the final countdown. The final
1: countdown. Just when
2: you think it's over. I love...
1: I love...
3: I love... (laughs) love, (laughs) I love how tone
2: deaf the guy is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. I saw stop Top it, Sarah stop person. it in person. You know why? And I don't want to. I don't want to brag on her behalf. Yeah, but I am going to Your girl's gotten to book four in the Dune series. Damn. And she was like, "Yo, can you hook me up?" And I said, "I got the drugs." Oh my god! Book four right here for your long flight down to Florida. I got you. And I went to the I, I went to the to the veterinary hospital, and I got myself a behind the scenes tour. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I got cool. to see the ins and the outs. Yeah, and all the people back there were like, "Who's this guy?" And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "You don't know? <laughs> I'm nobody." <laughs>
3: <laughs> you were like, "If you don't know, I'm not going to tell you." Yeah,
2: you don't deserve What's to up? know. Uh, so, the whole office dressed up.
3: This is by far the best. Halloween. The best Halloween, not only of the year, but definitely yeah. in a long time. We missed this one last week. Right. But uh, they all dressed up as Dr. Steed. The boss of the place. Yeah. Dear friend of mine, Dr. Yeah. Dr. Steed. Dr. Steed. And they all dressed up. The What? They put masks on. They had masks. I mean, this is so genius on like yes. every level. First of all, to think of it. Second of all, to plan it, execute it. It's just so well done. So they, they all got... Like paper masks. Were they paper masks? (laughs) I don't know. Were they paper? It was some. It was more. Papier mâché. It was. It was more substantial than paper. Yeah. It almost looked like glossy, maybe a thick glossy Mm. stock. And it was. It was hilarious. Mm -hmm. She she was kind enough to
2: send some pictures, and they were hilarious. Well, her pets dressed up as Slash and Frankenstein. Frank Finstein. Frank Finstein. Right. Yeah. It was pretty good. I love this. All
3: right. And then over on Facebook. Now, he didn't write in, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a shout-out because it literally made me laugh out loud. Penn Cinema is one of the sponsors of the Millersville University um, Turkey Trot. A little 5K fun run that they do on Thanksgiving yeah. morning. Kayla and I yeah. have done it. I think Amy did it with us, or maybe it was just me and Kayla. I forget. And... Um, so while I was promoting it, there was a conversation about who's running and who's not running. All yeah. this kind of stuff. So my buddy chimes in. Andy, only the good die young, commented, quote, Rory is unfortunately unable to attend, which is super disappointing. But underneath it all, he's still a
2: good dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy about this? What? It's not the only Rory type thing we have to go over. Well, hang on. I just want
3: to give a little shout out and say thanks again to Andy, only the good die young for commenting on that. Cause it did make me laugh. It was, it was a, it was a, it was a, it, it came out. It surprised me. Yeah. Came out of left field and made me laugh. Well, we heard
2: from Simba's sister.
3: Oh, this week.
2: did we though? We did. I didn't. You did. Okay. You commented. So, I did. Yeah. 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 So she writes in and she's like, uh, What's up? (laughs) What's up? She said, what's up? So first of all, what's up? Yeah. She says um, she wants to know, uh, since you went to Hawaii, she's assuming you can translate this for me, or at least Rory can, since he's probably on speed dial, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah. So this is a clip from a show called Make Some Noise from College Humor slash Dropout, in which they give prompts, and then uh, people do... Um, what do you call it? Um, Funny. Well, yeah, it's comedy. What's the type of comedy? Improv. Improv. Hey! <laughs> oh, we got it. So I'd like to see if you could please translate this for us. Talk to me. All right.
0: Again, thanks for having me. <laughs>
3: A surfer using a bunch of surfing lingo recollects his gnarliest ride. Honestly, it was the most harrowing day of my life. I got up, I smacked down two LBJ specialty bean and cheese burritos because you want to get those carbos in, all right? And then I was floating out to the goalie. Everything was looking flat, smacked, and glossy. Then out of nowhere, a big set starts to ramp up. And then all of a sudden, a pod of porpoises, they come through and they're saying,
1: let's get my dude. And I'm like...
3: Absolutely nothing. I'm trying to crank Russell and trying to flip stacks. Then all of a sudden, this big bongo baby comes crashing in and it's barreling
1: and it's crushing and it's foaming and I'm stuck in the beam. Then all of a sudden, the porpoises, they're like, come on. They give me a little extra push through the tube.
3: I'm out, I go back to the shore, finish my second bean and cheese from LBJs and I'm cruising life, feeling like a gremlin. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, so what just happened there?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, this is. I'm glad you asked. Let well, I me mean, take me yeah.
2: through. Do we need to replay it? Or you, no, no, you no. I get, got it. Yeah, got it. I was taking you don't it all need to in.
3: Break it down you, you line know, by line.
2: I, I don't.
3: We haven't talked about this on the show a lot, but I've been spending a lot of time with Rory. <laughs>
2: you're on, you're on those waves. Yeah, like, yeah.
3: I mean, I'm a right? professional surfer now. So, mm-hmm. what, what the dude was saying was. He started his day by having a few delicious burritos. Yeah. From a burrito stand by the name of LBJ, which is humorous because you need to know that the L is spelled E L. Right. Right. Yeah, so, yeah.
2: so that's hilarious. Right. Spanish is funny.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so he starts at LBJ's and he goes and gets he's out there trying to surf. Yeah. And everything's going great. Because it's like nice, calm water. And then all of a sudden the squad of porpoises shows up, causes all kinds of trouble. Yeah. All kinds of chaos. One thing leads to another. A gigantic wave comes in. Yeah. Which he's trying his best to surf. Yeah. But then the porpoises try to mess with him, but they can't because he's stuck in, in the beam. The be- what's the beam, Pat? He's in the wave. Yeah. He's on, the, it's, like, it's like the zone. Like he's in the beam. He's, yeah. he, he's not going to divert. Beaming up Scotty, right? Right, pretty much. Yeah, you yeah. Know, he's not going to divert. He's heading to the shore. He's catching a great wave. But
2: he's stuck on the wave.
3: But he, he's not going to move. So he's going sideways, though. Right. So he's going down the wave. The wave takes him into the shore. At the end. Porpoises give him an, an extra hand, though. Right. That's how they thats how they save him.
2: Yeah. They oh, get him. Wow. That's,
3: yeah, they save him. So then after all that drama. Yeah. He goes back to LBJ for another burrito. Because <laughs> surfing. That'll that'll it's make a hungry, it. It's a hungry test. Yeah, yeah. It'll it'll build your appetite for sure.
2: <sighs> yeah. Well, I'm sure Simba's sister is is just beside herself with that. Super appreciative. She finally understands. Right, right. That's What's great. going on?
3: And I, if you if, that was on our Facebook page, right? Yeah. Yeah. I strongly recommend watching that video. Oh, it's not public. It's it, she sent us a message. Oh, she sent us a message. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we have to figure maybe we'll have to post it because that yeah, should um post it. Yeah. the guy doing it like the visuals adds to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cuz he
2: <laughs> seems like the quintessential surfer
3: dude. Right. Not, exactly. Not, not. <laughs> Yeah. And also give him points for the porpoise impression.
2: It's What's spot up on? my dude? What's up my dude? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to what are you doing, what are you reading, what are you watching, what's going on outside of the movie world? Ugh, God, I don't know. I do know that I finished She-Hulk. Whoa. Best ending
3: to any show ever, all time, period hard this stop. Great.
2: Did you wait were, when it's like zoomed out and made it look like it was at the menus, were you like, wait, what? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I
3: was. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. It was it was so well done. It was absolute genius. I had not thought of the connection to Black Panther, but now that you pointed it out, I think that's a whole... It adds another level of genius to it. Mm. Super cool. Awesome. Yeah. Anything else? I mean, I I think I watch other stuff, but I can't remember. And here's what I do know. I watched kind of junky movies. Mm. Oh, no, that's not true. I, I did watch junky movies, but then I just remembered a really good movie we watched, which... It broke my rule because we thought it was going to be... Well, first of all, we thought it was going to be a series. Yeah. But we read the thing wrong, and it's a movie. Yeah. We thought it was going to be a comedy, mm. but it was actually super heavy. It's on Apple TV, Ray and Raymond.
1: Oh. If, do you, did you hear yeah, about this? I don't know
3: I about it. It's a very heavy drama about mm. two um, very dysfunctional brothers. Their dad named one Ray and the other
2: Raymond. <sighs> wow. It's like George George Foreman all yes, over again.
3: Yes, it's exactly yeah. like that. The movie is amazing. Yeah, but it's heavy. I mean, it's a drama, heavy hitter. It's not. There's nothing kind of funny about it, mm. you know. Uh, but
2: I I do I do recommend it. Wow. Um, I've been rewatching Game of Thrones. That's so going great. Mm. Uh, I also it's going great. It's going <laughs> uh, great. <laughs> And uh, I did my toes
3: in. I'm so proud of you, David. Thanks. You're doing really great with the Thanks, Game I'm of Thrones. Doing so,
2: I'm doing great. Everything's great. It's a challenge, <laughs> but I am up to it. Right. And you just watch a little bit every week and you got through it, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me tell you about Star Trek Enterprise. I thought you never would. I know. I was like, I feel like maybe I could watch, like Star Trek... We got it. We got a dry spell till the next thing yeah, comes. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, well, what do I do? My life feels so empty. I I could not watch Star Trek, or <laughs> or, or and hear me out. Yeah, hear me out here. <laughs> I could start at the beginning of the timeline right, right. and rewatch Star Trek. <laughs> right. uh, and so I popped into Star Trek Enterprise, and I watched the two hour pilot while I was doing something. And uh, (laughs) so I'll probably be back into the Star Trek Enterprise world. It's not my favorite one. It's got some good stories, but it's whatever. But what does have some good stories, Pen. now that you're done She-Hulk, get off your high horse. Do you hear me? Get off of that high horse. Okay. And get yourself ready to watch Andor. Andor is absolutely amazing. Last week, the episode of Andor last week was one of the best pieces of Star Wars that's ever Star Wars, the Star Wars. Wow. It was so good. Yeah. So amazingly good. And there's two episodes left. We got one coming up tomorrow, and we got one right before Thanksgiving. Mm. So but when I'm getting ready to watch this new Star Wars show, yeah, should
3: I have a bowl of cereal while I watch it and or a bowl of
2: ice cream? Well, see, here's here's the thing. Yeah. You got a big brain it. Right. Right? Right. You get the ice cream. Right. Right? You put the cereal with the ice cream, Ooh. and then you start eating the ice cream. Right. But you, as it melts, as it melts, right, it turns into a bowl of cereal. Right,
3: right. So it's 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 really not an and or situation. Yeah, you, you go both. You
2: go both. Yeah, it's or you an, go it's, home. It's an and, and it's if not you're already an or.
3: You know. Right. It's not an Andor when you're watching Andor. Right. It's an
2: uh, a. Oh, 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 I see. Whoosh. Hey, was that a plate? <laughs> oh, what is that up there? It's Penn's joke. I, I, <laughs> it's way over my head. I <laughs> had to work to get you to see that coming. <laughs> but I did talk about ice cream and cereal for way longer yeah. than I needed to. All right. <laughs> Look, Penn. Yes. My if, friend. If you want to be a part of the show. I don't. I don't want to, I, don't, I don't want <laughs> I got something to tell you. <laughs> 197 <laughs> episodes, you're <laughs> a part of the show. We're not
0: stopping now. <laughs> I will turn this show around.
2: Yeah, which means we got to do 197 <laughs> in right. the other direction. That's
1: right.
2: <laughs> yeah. If you want to be a part of the show, the best way to do that yes. is to email us at our new right. email address. Right. Podcast at Right. Right. Or hit us up on Facebook. Clearly, right. that works as well. <laughs> but if you want to support the show, mm. yes, what's the number one way to do that?
3: Now, David, a lot of times we get to this part of the show, and I fool around, and that's never happened. I tell a joke, I say something silly, Awesome, But happened. we're gonna get it. We're gonna bring it down for real <laughs> this week. This week is serious talk. I tested fake drinking there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, this also.
2: what just happened it was a split second I have not edited this but what just happened is Penn said I'm gonna get things serious looked at the table and I saw the cogs spinning so fast Steve was coming out and he reaches for a paper clip he reaches for the paper clip he picks it up and he looks at me like wait do you hear about this idea with a paper clip I just got right now in this exact
3: moment no 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 no. he's way off this is a very serious time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, what, yeah, I yeah, yeah, say, yeah, yeah. what I was getting ready to say, the way I was trying to set this up was mm. that, with all due respect, mm. this idea is not for everybody. Oh, okay. Right? Well, clearly. Not everybody is going to be in a position to execute this idea. Except for Tony Baloney. I don't know. <laughs> I bet you Tony could find a way. (laughs) I have no doubt. If anybody could find a way. Tony Bologna finds a way. but hear me out. Here's what I was, because it's coming up in that time of year where people with children are getting report cards. (gasps) And on the report cards, teachers are writing things like, uh, I should study harder, read more carefully, pay attention more in class. Play nicer with the kids in your class, et cetera. And I just want to say to all the teachers listening,
2: yeah,
3: it would really do us a solid if you could (laughs) like recommend that the next time you write a report card that you tell little Susie and little Bobby, hey, you know what you could do to get a better grade? Listen to the Penn Cinema podcast. And Mm. you know those wankers that are getting like A's and B's, like you know they're little shits. (laughs) You know what I mean? So like challenge them. You know, they're doing their homework and reading and writing and doing all that stupid stuff, right? Yeah. So challenge them reading, writing, listening. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying.
2: I have a funny side. Okay. (laughs) To this very serious episode. Very serious episode. Right. About teaching. I saw a thing (laughs) and it was like a TikTok. The guy was like, Can you believe they let me be a teacher? (laughs) Right. And and the kids, they're like middle school age, hand him a cardboard. Iron Man mask for him. They're like, hey, we made this. And he's like, you made this? And he, the kid's like, yeah. He's like, is it functional? And the kid's like, no. And he goes, Tony Stark was able to make this in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> like the line from the movie.
1: <laughs> It was
3: great. I have a, a, I, I, I happen to know that we have a number of teachers that listen to the show. Mm.
2: So I felt like they could use that kind of advice. So say that you're not a teacher right. and you're not able to live, laugh, learn. Right. Nah. <laughs> uh, you <laughs> did it again. What other ways can you support the show? Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Yep. You Tell a friend, a friend how much you enjoy fun. the show. Yeah. Cool. Alright, well once again for the Penn State Podcast. Uh, I'm David Moulton. And I'm Pen Ketchum. Take, Take care, care and party, party on. on.
0: Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.